Overdrive. Hello and welcome to Overdrive, a cars and transport program where you don't have to be a rev head to enjoy it. I'm David Brown. And in this week's news stories, we hear that Renault and Nissan are ushering in a new era and Disability Rights California sues San Diego over dockless scooters. We have a motoring minute on the Kia Sorento GT and Brian Smith, Errol Smith and I give the first instalment of a review of the motoring ads that appeared during this year's Super Bowl. They are full of patriotism, schmaltzy stereotypes and images that seem contradictory to actually selling cars. Some are funny. You can find more information at drivenmedia.com.au or previous programs are available as podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Or you can look at our Facebook site, Overdrive City. So let's get started with the news. And now a motoring minute with Rob Fraser from osroma.com.au. The U.S. Postal Service is adding seven electric delivery trucks to its fleet in California. The 1.5-tonne delivery trucks are based on a Ford E450 chassis. When converted to electric power, they have a range of up to about 140 kilometres and a top speed of 100 kilometres an hour, which is enough for a daily mail delivery run. The community benefits are that they produce no local pollution from the tailpipe and they are much quieter. It's estimated that each truck will save between four and $6,000 a year on fuel costs and more than 37 tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions over the one-year trial period. The Postal Service already uses 30 electric trucks in New York and two two-tonne hybrid trucks on Long Island. The Postal Service first used an electric mail truck to make collections in Buffalo, New York in 1899. Renault and Nissan have said that they will continue their alliance they entered into in 1999, even though the architect and longtime chairman and CEO, Carlos Ghosn, is under arrest and has resigned from the French carmaker. Soon after being arrested in November 2018, Ghosn was sacked by Nissan. Mr. Gon faces three charges in Japan of financial misconduct, including understating his income and aggravated breach of trust. He denies any wrongdoing but could remain in custody for months after his application for bail was denied despite his promise to wear an electronic tag to secure his release. Gon has been reported as saying that his arrest in Japan was the result of a plot and treason against him by executives who opposed his plans to further integrate Renault, Nissan and Mitsubishi. The UK government has developed a code of practice for conducting trials of automated vehicles where you do not need to have a backup safety driver in the car, but you still need to have human oversight. The code says... During automated vehicle trials on public roads or in other public places, a suitably licensed and trained safety driver or safety operator should supervise the vehicle at all times, ensuring the vehicle is observing traffic laws and should be ready and able to override automated operations if necessary. 
The safety driver or operator may be outside of the vehicle as long as they have the necessary capability to be able to resume control of the vehicle. The government says the UK is a world leader in automated vehicle development and they are pushing hard to keep that position. Not surprisingly, as the UK's market for connected and automated vehicles is estimated to be worth 90 billion Australian dollars by 2035. The government has committed to have fully self-driving vehicles on UK roads by 2021 as part of the government's modern industrial strategy. In Queensland, the local government has allowed a trial of up to 500 Lime e-scooter rentals in Brisbane. While sources suggest that over 100,000 users have made over 300,000 trips since the mid-November launch, there are many who are still concerned about scooters travelling at speed or being left strewn on footpaths. It is a problem that is being aggressively challenged overseas. Disability Rights California, with law firm Neil, Dimmitt, Frank, McCabe and Hudson, have filed a class action on behalf of people with disabilities. They said that proliferation of scooters has occurred in an unregulated and haphazard fashion. The suit challenges the failure of San Diego and private scooter companies to maintain accessibility of the city's public sidewalks, curb ramps and cross walkways for people with disabilities. They are seeking an order prohibiting the scooter companies from operating on public walkways, thus denying access to San Diego's disabled residents. Governments around the world are looking at ways to try and control Uber and other similar ride-hailing services. Uber's on-again, off-again service in Barcelona is now off-again after new regulations were passed by local authorities and Uber management withdrew the services. The firm's first foray into the country didn't last long because it tried to offer its service through any driver much as it operates in the US. In March 2018, they returned to Barcelona as a fully licensed ride-hailing service, but now new regulations have caused them to withdraw again. The new rules now require passengers using ride-hailing services to wait at least 15 minutes after booking a ride before they can be picked up. The government is seen to be responding to pressure from the taxi industry, which has conducted industrial actions in a number of Spanish cities, including the capital, Madrid. And that has been the news. Kia's Sorento GT line was a nominee in the recent Osrama Car of the Year Awards and has been a multiple previous winner. The range-topping model from around about $59,000 plus all the on-road costs represents outstanding value and is an excellent family all-wheel-drive SUV. The upgrade in 2018 saw more safety and comfort features added as well as extra internal space, which benefits the middle and rear passengers. There are a couple of features I particularly like, such as the ventilated front seats that are comfortable for longer drives, the flexibility of the rear seats for passengers and luggage, and the clarity of the sound system. Powered by a smooth 2.2-litre diesel engine matched to an 8-speed transmission with an effective all-wheel drive system, the Sorento provides quiet and comfortable ride and handling. You're listening to Overdrive. Overdrive. 
Well, as we do each year, we review the car ads that appeared in the American Super Bowl. It is undoubtedly a critical time for people to try and make an image, and an image they do, indeed, if somewhat narrow in the perception. And to help me discuss and review the ads that did appear in this 2019 Super Bowl, I have on the line Brian Smith. Okay, Brian. G'day, Dan. And Errol Smith. Okay, Errol. G'day, David. You know the Super Bowl and the American National Anthem is held in great respect and revere. God help you if you should dare to kneel before it. However, quite acceptable to use it in two things that are critical to the American culture, gambling and selling products. You know there were huge bets on how long Gladys Knight would take to sing the National Anthem. And then there was also the Jeep ad, the Star Spangled Banner, which uses it as a background to flog what originally well, comes from Fiat, which originally came from Italy. But did you hold your hand to your heart when you saw this ad? David, these repel me, I've got to say, this sort of fake sentiment in, all of, in many, many of the Super Bowl ads and, and the way that they take themselves very seriously and the military intrudes into it. But the Jeep ad was filled with all this imagery about the United States. The one that grabbed me best is, is there's a plate with a single uh, chocolate chip biscuit on it and then a little hand comes and takes that last biscuit. And that just, for me, was the whole selfishness of the entire <laughs> American culture right there. I just found this incredibly slow and boring. I think this is what you play to your kids if they won't go to bed. It'll bore them to sleep. They rushed through 60, more than 60 images in the minute and a half, starting with the football and the old tyre swing, a ring pull can, beer, I suppose. It's a bit of play on words, isn't it? Uh, oh, say can. Can, yeah, can you say. Yeah. A hint of war, an alarm clock at four o'clock in the morning, ah, the workers, a light bulb. Of course, Edison invented everything, American. <laughs> There's a baby with good cultural diversity out on the farm in the city, cookies, Marilyn Monroe, Jeeps. And flags, so many. I just had cliche overload from this ad. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. how many, it was like they brainstormed, you know, a hundred different American cliches and they decided to use all of them. Flags, 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 flags and flags, and including the historic Marines lifting the flag on uh, 1945. You know that great uh, photo from... Uh, on Iwo Jima or somewhere like that, wasn't it? Yeah. I, at least they had the sensitivity not to change the flag into a Jeep flag of some kind, <laughs> like have a logo on there. I'll tell you what, it was just... The word fulsome is, is perfect for this. You know, most people think it means full... It means offensive and offensively over the top. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was invented for this. It's just so many cliched, heart-pulling things to sell you a car. Yes. Let's yeah. buy a car, you and, know, and, and, and you'll have somehow be associated with the Marines pushing the flag up at Iwo Jima. Yeah, and what, what, does Jeep, what does Jeep have to do with firefighters, astronauts, people on skateboards, hmm. someone jogging down the street? Hmm. There's no connection to the vehicle. It's, yeah, it's just lifestyle, isn't it? It's really... The whole thing of war came into it very strongly, didn't it? Well, Jeep, you can see that because Jeep was a military vehicle, wasn't it? Hmm. And so that yeah. linked to it, even down to towards the end there, there were kids mimicking explosions. 
There was a three or so scenes of the kids going boom, as if explosion and war is everything. And then they had, a, soon after, a jeep in war and a jeep parachuting into war, then they had a picture of a, f- a father giving his son the keys to the car. So if you think of war when you're getting your son to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that could describe the state of uh, the American road system. You're going into battle. It was a black father handing his black child the keys to a Jeep and saying, you know, it's it's war out there, then that would work. Yes, that's the whole of culture is aligned against them. Cannon fodder or that. No, the diversity came into it. If you looked at his license, his name was Jacob, which is sort of a little bit of more different cultural diversity, I think, that they really aim for in these things. The singing was done by a group called One Republic. Who got the gig because of their name. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Mm. They're a pop group formed in Colorado Springs, and they sang songs that were perhaps resplendent of America as it is now, burning bridges, if I lose myself, apologise, secret, love runs out. That surely must be appropriate for America. Now, there were, I think, also a little bit of a uh, parody, a mocking of the ads, the Ram ad with the Cowboys. Two Cowboys come on there and they say the best thing they like is the ads. Did you think that this was clever, a sort of the self-mockery? It was a bit clever, David, because the things that they remembered about the ads were the, like the, the ad itself, but not what it was selling. Hmm. They, didn't, they didn't remember the, what the product the ad was for. They just remember the ad with the, you know, the herding cats and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then they, I think the tagline at the end is, you know, they should just show you what they're selling you. And then they, they show you this incredibly large American truck. Hmm. Again, I thought it was a little bit twee, but it is definitely referencing the fact that, that the ads are really important and more important than the football in some cases and that people don't really pay attention to what their ad's for. I thought it was interesting hmm. that they showed the truck at the end and it didn't move. didn't move because it couldn't pull that great trailer. <laughs> well, and when you say trailer, uh, this is bigger than most people's house. I know, house. it was a house, wasn't <laughs> it? A house for horses. Yes, it was a float in that regard. Of course, Ram has a little bit of a play on words for it because one of the teams was the Los Angeles Rams, although in the game they only scored three points, so perhaps it was significant that the truck didn't move. <laughs> That's why I failed to, to touch down. Yeah. Yes. Do you see the guy getting into the truck and starting it and he can't go anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's too maybe it's too big to fit down the street. <laughs> He's not strong enough to turn the key. Ram also had some other ones. There was running, was it? Rams running down the hills under the Hollywood sign into the city. And I suppose it was sort of on the way to the game, I suppose. But he met someone in a Ram truck. Did you follow any symbolism here? The wild animals hmm. uh, yeah. taking over the taking over the country. It was sort of this wasn't the only ad that had the sort of post-apocalyptic tones to it. Hmm. And in the ad, you've got this you know stupid thing where there's there's people in the truck, sort of wearing joke ram costumes, hmm. presumably because they're you know fans of the the t- appropriate team. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Just it doesn't make sense to me, frankly. I think it's an allegory for climate change because 
all the animals are having to come down from the grazing land because it's now been wiped out with higher temperatures and so they invade the towns. They're making a very deep and meaningful comment there to people who are clearly likely to vote with climate change in mind. Ah, see, they're um, they're having to come down and eat garbage out of cans, aren't they, instead of the natural food? The interesting thing is, of course, that they were got Rams going to the game of which the Rams were playing. They were playing in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a multi-purpose retractable roof stadium located in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, that's fine because the other one that everyone could play on was the other team in the competition was the New England Patriots, which, of Uh course, is very rich in that. The final Ram one was the fourth quarter fight. It centres around the fact that the fourth quarter is where the rubber hits the road as far as a football game goes. It's 15 minutes, which in American football takes about an hour to get through. 15 minutes of... The final intensity is a push towards the finish line. And that's tough situations. And, of course, we have more horse floats. There's more horse floats in there. <laughs> Lots of animals. I, I, I didn't understand that ad at all. I, I just was totally confused by all the imagery with the, the fours and the hands going up and all the, all mm. you know, trying to align the buying a car with these, you know, massively important moments. It seemed to have, you know, the, the must have, they must have had some cliches left over from some of the other ads, <laughs> and they put them into this one. Well, we've got a father with a child, a mother with a child as well. That's, uh, I guess that's sort of saying that the fourth, what, what some of the words are, the fourth quarter when you're raising a child takes 18 years or something. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that stuff, yeah. Military, military fighting in the military yeah, as well. Military, yeah. yeah, and also not very few pictures of, if any, of the vehicle actually moving. No, that's right. Yeah, hardly anything about the vehicle, and they should be ashamed with the bringing the military stuff into this. It's like the Anzac Day test in Australia, and trying to get you know some kind of military element to that. It's, it's shameful. Well, they have towards the end of the ad some footballers running out, being led by Marines with the American flag. And uh, with some cultural diversity of the Marines, that's fine. And including one of the fourth quarter was a a person working as a mechanic in a shed with poor fluorescent lights. Yes, what about occupational health and safety? And they talk about, you know, know, where the night shift turns into the day shift and stuff like that. It's just exploitation of workers. They haven't long live the revolution. And then, of course, they're workers who are cleaning floors in hospitals and that. And do they go out and hop in their hugely expensive ram truck? <laughs> no doubt they don't. Uh, no, no, no. But we are taking on sensitive issues. The person working in the mechanic shed with poor lighting is a woman. Woman, yeah. yeah. A Mercedes. It was a stadium with their brand name on it. They had an ad that said, say the word, a guy who can make good things happen by asking for it out loud. It's a little bit along the lines of that movie Bruce Almighty. Yes. Where Jim Carrey gets to play God and and fulfil everyone's dreams. Now, this guy looks up and there's an American golfer putting and they say, go in the hole, and it does. So clearly he's giving American golfers an unfair advantage. But, Brian, (laughs) what worries me here is the transport aspect of it. 
that he instills things that are good for him but might be poor for everybody. He walks up to traffic lights that may be operating efficiently and says, turn green for me to cross the road. For him, it's all about individual overcoming the group, isn't it? It's, it's America. Part of the negative of it is that he gets to do whatever he wants and, he, you know, he lets a few people in on the benefits. Yeah, at the end, he gets in the, the Mercedes and, and talks to it. The omnipotence is apparently an optional extra now when you buy a Mercedes. <laughs> well, the great thing is he, he, he's certainly not telling it to use its indicators. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, find a parking space and it, and yes. it would drive into a disabled space, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, then there's this strange connection with Wile E. Coyote. Yes. Um, Why did that appear? Yeah. I, it must have got you know it must have got the rights for that maybe the copyrights actually expired <laughs> <laughs> well the thing about it is that he wants the unexpected to happen and all he has to do is ask for it and again it's to his own advantage he he's sitting in the opera which i presume people paid huge money for tickets for <laughs> and he says change the music and the opera star stops that and goes into rap music or something <laughs> i know all the other people will be tarring and feathering him. And then when yes. he gets into the car and he says, you know, play my favourite music, it's the same song. And I just thought, oh, that's pretty uninspiring. And so he only likes one song. He's, he's a boring individual. Is that the perfect Mercedes buyer? <laughs> <laughs> the twist at the end is that he hops in his car and the voice recognition does what he asks. And actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, that, that almost never happens. Well, that's it. We are improving in that area. I've driven some cars. The Audi's done huge work in that area, for example. And the the point being is that it actually hears what you're saying, which would be quite unique. So I understand the notion of what the ad is trying to do. It's just oh. that it's full of things like stopping authority from penalising illegal behaviour, like parking. Yes, yes, parking. Yeah, it te- tears up all the parking parking fire. Brian, people parking illegally cause immense concern and difficulty and disruption to people who aren't, who are trying to, say, move down the street. And this, I guess, is kind of in line with that idea that car ads, you'd never see other cars in, in most car ads. You know, when the car is driving along the street, it's always an empty street because nobody else exists. In this case, they exist, but, you know, this guy's just... Uh, uh, willing away the consequences of their behaviour, much like, I guess, Mercedes is allowing him to do. All the people disappear pretty much towards the end of the ad, and I think that was because he made the ATM spew out All that know, money. millions of dollars into the crowds. <laughs> Everyone's run back to there. Yeah. Well, they, and they picked up the money, then ran to a Mercedes dealership. Yeah, but you could go back and have a look and see some injured and killed people on the street. Pretty horrifying. This- yeah, is, is this the future Mercedes wants? To kill somebody to win the gladiator role, of which Jeep, again, has taken in with their ad that they call the Crusher. An old vehicle uh, from 1962 gets put in the Crusher, a ute, a pickup in America. Now, this is the Jeep Gladiator SJ. It was built between 62 and 88 although it later in its life became known as the J-Series, and Jeep has brought back the word gladiator now from 2018 and onwards. The old thing gets crushed or starts to get crushed, then it seems as though it's fighting back and it blows the capacity of the crusher only to see that it's a new Jeep in there. Is this 
an allegory for something? What is an allegory for, David? I mean, I, I for me, it was a tearjerker because I didn't want to see that lovely old vehicle crushed at the start. Yeah. And then I was confused because then when it sort of burst open and you saw what was in there, I thought it was a Humvee. <laughs> it looked yes. exactly like a Humvee. And I've gone, oh, you mean it's turned into a completely different type of car? So I think they, they should be sued. <laughs> well, it's called the Gladiator. I think it had the word Rubicon on it, didn't it? The one that was... Oh, my God. The crossing the Rubicon. That's just... That's overthrowing a legitimate government. <laughs> Lord, yes. what, what are they... What are Jeep saying? There's mixed messages here. Yeah. Star Spangled I, Banner and then, you know, kill them all. I think they're about a decade late because, you know, the Hummer and everything's been and gone. Yeah. And it's like Jeep's finally made their own version. Jeep has always been lagging in, in suspension, in, in design, in reliability. So this is, I think this fits their brand. I think it's uh, in their <laughs> wheelhouse, isn't it? What I would like to know is uh, where is this magical crusher so I can take my old rust bucket and put it in <laughs> and see what, see what comes out? Jeep was big. You know, I, I was hoping that you'd see a camera view from inside the car as it was crushed. Because I think that would be an interesting thing to see. I, I, was, I was thinking, oh, gosh, I might get to see what it's like to be in a car that's been crushed into a cube. No such mm. luck. Could be a road yes. safety message in that regard. But I think the allegory or the, the symbolism here is that you've really got to upgrade if you want to have a car that's going to be any good, right? <laughs> that the, the old one gets crushed, but the new one f fights back. So... No, look, David, I think if you put those two cars in the crusher, I think the crusher would work harder to crush the 60s car made out of real steel and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The other one would, would, would fold up like a paper cup. Yeah, just bits of plastic. <laughs> um, the, the, I, the only thing I think they missed here is that the, the crusher should have been operated by Russell Crowe. Oh, the Gladiator. Yes. Yeah. Tie in. Errol and Brian, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. And that's Errol Smith and Brian Smith, and we were talking some of the ads that appeared in this year's 2019 Super Bowl telecast. And next week we will have the second part of the review of the car ads from the Super Bowl, including the next six items that generally steer clear of celebrities, unlike previous years, with the exception of a humorous version from Hyundai, starring Jason Bateman. And this has been Overdrive. We really appreciate the efforts of Brian Smith, Errol Smith, Rob Fraser and Paul Just in helping bring this program to air. Overdrive can be heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You can find more information at drivenmedia.com.au and previous programs are available as podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. And you can see our Facebook page called Overdrive City. I'm David Brown. Thanks for listening. <laughs>